Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It is so good to have you here. This week, we are talking about serving your audience. Last solo show was a show that seemed to get a lot of play, and I think people are interested in the idea of audiences. And we talked about how you should go about understanding who your audience is. How do your audience members, your viewers, how do they identify themselves? And we talk a lot about that. And it was a very powerful show. And I've gotten some good feedback from it. And so I thought I would talk about the second part this week. And I mentioned it in the last show, the last solo show, I talked about first, you have to understand who that audience is and how do they identify themselves. And sometimes it's really easy and sometimes it's rather difficult. But once you understand, what is the next step? Well, that next step is to understand how you are going to serve that specific audience. Before I get too deep into this week's topic, I want to let you know that next week, we have a wonderful guest, somebody who has taken a channel from about 6,000 subscribers to 250,000 subscribers. And that is Two Buddies, Andrew Can. And we had a wonderful conversation. A lot of insightful information was shared. And I've been talking with a number of people since that interview, and I find myself sharing a lot of the information that we talked about. So that helps me know that it was a good interview because he had some things that we can all take away from that conversation. So I can't wait to share that with you next week. But for now, let's get into this important topic of growing our YouTube channels, and that is serving our audience. The thing is, when you are first starting out with your new channel, if you have a new channel, you can decide how you're going to serve that audience. Now, that may not be the way you are serving the audience six months or a year or three years down the road, but you have the choice right now how you're going to serve that audience. And that's a great thing. You have control. And it's important to be very focused on how you're going to serve that audience. And the best way to do it is to, of course, look from the audience point of view. What do they want? What does that designated audience, the people who proclaim to be a hobbyist photographer? I am a hobbyist photographer. Okay, what does that hobbyist photographer want to know? And build out from there. And if you don't know, maybe you start asking some questions. And if you think you know, that's fine. Now be very specific, as focused as you possibly can be, at least when you start out. And so maybe hobbyist photographers want to know about lenses. Okay, start with lenses. You can even focus in, and I've had friends do exactly this, focus in on a specific brand of lens. Or maybe accessories or possibly composition. Just focus on composition. You could create a, a full long playlist containing only composition techniques. 
Does that mean you can only create videos about composition techniques moving forward? Absolutely not. And you probably want to expand over time, but this will help you break through. In other words, when you create a video about composition, but then you create a video about camera gear, and then you create a video about lighting, yes, and a hobbyist very well may be interested in all three of those things. However, chances are that the hobbyist who watches your first video on composition, on a composition technique, will continue on the path to watch the next video about another composition technique and then another. And that will help you gain subscribers a lot faster, more watch time, and of course, signaling to YouTube that people really like your content. The viewers who are watching like what you're doing because they're watching multiple videos. If you were just creating different topics within the photography genre, well, maybe that person is interested in lighting, but maybe not. Maybe you're talking about on-camera flash lighting techniques or off-camera flash lighting techniques, or maybe you're talking about ring lights or LEDs. However, that hobbyist photographer may be totally into natural light or not ready to take the next step or may never be ready to take the next step to updating their lighting. They don't care about that. Maybe they create nature photographs. And they found your channel intriguing because of the composition story that you were sharing and going on with more things that may, they may not have even thought of. Yet, when you break off into other areas, you're taking a risk. What's that risk? Ending the session. People ending their session with you. Now, if they continue on on YouTube and YouTube sees that, wow, they watch one of your videos and they watch another video or when they serve your video up next to a popular video and people continue watching, well, they could continue, but they're not necessarily going to continue on your channel and not necessarily subscribe. Still down the road, you could maybe get into lenses, but start off how those lenses affect composition. You see how that went? You slowly moved into other areas and you can test and see, wow, people really do like my review on lenses and how to use lenses. And much of this audience who appreciates composition information, well, I should start creating more lens videos and go back and forth and maybe continuously create those composition. So maybe in time, you will have three or four different areas that you are specializing in. Still under the umbrella of serving that specific audience, but each of these things are related enough that that same audience or a good portion of that same audience is interested. And hopefully there's enough variety to keep you interested too, because that is half the battle. Yes, you want to serve an audience. However, you don't want to bore yourself to tears in a way that may not give you enough enthusiasm to continue on during the slow times. And yes, you will have slow times. Everyone does. Sometimes it's a specific season. Maybe it's just the natural rhythm of your channel. Everyone has slow, even the top creators find themselves in which maybe 
views are down or subscribers are down or just outright enthusiasm for what they're doing is down. And that can be very dangerous to the growth of a channel if you don't have what it takes to push through. However, if you're excited about what you're sharing, you're going to push through those slow times. I would like to get into some of the analytics and what we might want to look at as we grow our audience and understand what our audience appreciates and how we can focus. We've talked about my one of my main channels, my entrepreneurial channel, and how I have narrowed it to entrepreneurs and narrowed it down one step further, just saying, look, creative entrepreneurs. Why is that? Because that is my background. Those are the folks who've traditionally followed me through the years. And I've actually upgraded other social media around me, including another one of my podcasts, podcasts I've had for about 12 years. And I focus on entrepreneurial, creative entrepreneurial topics. I've changed my Twitter account around a little bit, focusing on creative entrepreneurs. And this allows me to work in many different areas under the umbrella of creative entrepreneur. But I am in this point now that we're talking about working to figure out how to best serve that audience. And I have created a number of different types of videos, basically exactly the opposite of what I told you to do to help me maybe pinpoint some of the best topics for me to focus on and give me good guidance as to where I should put more of my efforts for this audience, because the audience is telling me what topics they like and the topics they they don't care about. And so I need to listen to that. You might ask, well, why don't you just do what you said and pick a topic and go with it? And that is sound advice. However, I don't like being put in a box. And this is a struggle that many creators have, feeling like they're going to be put in a box. But I have so many topics that have worked at some level on the channel. I'm just retesting some of them, trying them. But I am going to have to do this. I am going to have to narrow it down more and more as the audience tells me what they like, if I really want to grow the channel. Now, we all have the option to do whatever we want to do on our channel. We can create any kind of video we want. There is no law that says, if you want to create a video about cats one day and helicopters another day and how to detail your car in the third video, well, that's just fine. Yet, if you're looking for growth, then no, it's not fine. And that's not how it's going to work. And believe me, I've certainly done that with this channel. Now, I have other channels that are much more focused and grow a lot easier. But I don't put as many videos up over there because, well, the topics are so defined that enthusiasm element plays a role. And that's why I'm giving myself the opportunity to test many different topics and see if that audience that I'm defining, that I serve, if there are multiple topics that I can address on a regular basis that will keep me enthused to keep going and grow the channel. So what am I looking at to help me define what is a video that my defined audience wants, a way in which they feel I serve them best? And that really is it. 
you know, how did, how do they think? How does your audience feel you are going to serve them best? You may decide that there is a specific topic that you want to focus on, but they're not watching because maybe they feel somebody else is serving them better. So you need to find that combination of the videos that your audience wants to see, and not only that, wants to see from you. When I launch a video, the first thing that I keep an eye on are the browse features. Now, quite often for many of us, those are the first views that come through the system. Now, depending on what you do, you may very well have an email list. And you know what? If those people are part of that audience, you can tell based on what percentage of the people on that email list go to the video. There is a sign as long as it's the same audience. But when I look and see that a lot of my audience went to that video quickly, say within the first hour, and I see that more of them went to watch the video in the first hour more than normal, that is a good sign. When that happens, quite often, I will see a higher click-through rate because a larger number of people who saw that video on their homepage or other locations that is counted under browse features, so maybe even notifications, if I see those larger numbers and I see a higher click-through rate, I now know that this is a good topic for my specific audience. It is quite possible that over time you will receive traffic from other places such as search and suggested videos and that when you get suggested videos, that's YouTube saying, okay, this is a good video and I think that we can expand the audience on this topic and maybe drive more views. And when that happens, that click-through rate will go down. You may start to get some traffic from search which is just fine. However, that isn't always necessarily your audience. It may be somebody interested in that topic or would like that answer. But as we talked about before, we've talked about cars and automotive. And just because somebody wants to know about a certain type of battery for a car, well, that doesn't mean they're your audience because maybe your audience are racing fans or are trying to rebuild a car and they want to know about a specific battery, but there are other people who might want to know about that battery, such as trying to figure out which battery to buy right now or which battery will last longest when they travel across the country. I, there's so many different ways in which somebody could want to know about a battery but they're not necessarily your audience. And that's what you have to remember when it comes to search. That certainly doesn't mean that search is not valuable. It can be a great feeder into your ecosystem, into your channel. Maybe a percentage of the people who find you via search are your fans. And so maybe one out of five really is a racing fan. And so they will be interested in watching more of your videos. And maybe they will subscribe and hit that bell icon so they're notified every time that you upload a video. And again, I think search will work better for you if you're trying to grow a channel if all of your videos lead to one another, meaning if somebody 
clicks on one of your videos in search, they're more than likely going to find the rest of your videos interesting if they come from that audience and will continue to watch your additional videos. There are other more personal things too to consider, but before I get into that, I also want to share the other metric that we've talked about quite a bit, and that is looking at retention. Not just the retention of people who find you in search or in suggested, but really looking at the retention graph of the people who found you in browse features. Again, that's your core audience. Those are the people who like you. So if they are watching all the way through the video, you know for sure that these are good videos that you're producing. These are, th these are topics that they're interested in watching all the way through. So certainly, look for the views in the beginning hours and even days, and look seriously at how long people are watching your videos, and compare. Compare those videos and understand what is working and what is not. There are more things that you need to do as you develop your understanding of how you're best serving your audience. And that is to develop a relationship with that audience. That helps retention. It helps people to stay with you and grow with you because they understand your story. You've become vulnerable at times and you let them see who you are. And these people will be your strongest fans and they'll be most likely to share your video, or at least your story elsewhere, which may drive more traffic to your YouTube video. One thing that I have trouble with is telling stories. And I think it's so important. The people who keep me glued to their podcasts, to their videos, to their blogs, they're the people who tell great stories. And if we can tell a great story as it relates to our topics, even educational, people are more willing to stay with us longer and give us a chance. Because sometimes we find our audience or they find us, but they don't stick with us because we're not doing the right things to keep them. So just because you understand who your audience is, it doesn't mean you deserve that audience doesn't mean I deserve that audience. Doesn't mean I'm doing the right things. So I need to let them know who I am. I need to let them know how we relate and connect and being more vulnerable, being able to tell my story and the story of the topic that they care about well is really going to give you an advantage over time. It's going to help you capture and bring into the fold that audience that you are searching for. Another way that I have been recently working to find my audience is to do polls. And polls have been very helpful. If you have enough of an audience on YouTube, I highly recommend you use the polls on YouTube. However, if you have the same or similar audience elsewhere, maybe on Facebook, for me, it's Twitter, I, I create polls and I ask 
the community? What is it that they're looking for in different ways? And I get a lot of good information. It gives me excellent guidance as to how I should proceed with certain topics or if I should even proceed at all. I find polls helpful when looking for new topics or the best ways to phrase a topic. You know, sometimes we think we know what people want, but we're surprised that that's really not what they want. And sometimes we're even more surprised in the way in which we present the topic, how they react. Not every audience reacts to a specific topic the exact same way. Some people want how to. Some people wonder why. Other audiences are looking for your insight and reaction. That's why reaction videos can do very well. Taking a step back when thinking about our audience, one mistake I think a lot of YouTubers or just social media or even just marketing people in general make is that they look at the demographic data that Google and YouTube or any platform gives us and well, we think that's our audience. Well, I, I, I can't say that's my audience when I look at that demographic because I have a number of videos that have tens of thousands of views that take up a lot of that demographic, yet they're not really my audience. We've talked about the pure audience and understanding that you have to have clean data to go off of. And if you have a lot of videos on a channel and they have various topics and they still get views, that data is very skewed. So if you've been on YouTube for a year and have created a number of videos and you have some that have taken off but they're not really in your niche or a topic that you wanna continue with and it's maybe not even the audience that you're going after but you're looking at your demographic data it really is going to lead you astray, especially if you start to think, well, oh, okay, I want to start gearing my videos to people of a specific age or gender or a geographic area. Whatever they happen to share with you in the data now and moving forward. However, if you've started off your channel right and you have been very focused since the very beginning, you know, lucky you for one, because a lot of us have not done that. But the thing is, you can you can trust that data even more. So the best data that I believe you can trust as it pertains to your audience and how you are best serving them, well, that is what we were talking about a few moments ago to put a fine point on it, are browse features. Because again, those are the people who are interested in what you are creating now. Because browse features pretty much go to the people who have identified themselves as liking your videos through various signals. And quite often, many of those signals are they have watched a few of your videos recently and are continuing. Now, some of these people have been fans of yours or audience members of yours since the beginning because they keep watching your videos and some of them are brand new and are just discovering you. But most of these people, most of them, 
are people that are part of your current audience for your most recent videos. That doesn't mean YouTube only shares your videos with your most recent viewers. They will expand that potential audience if YouTube, the algorithm, feels that yes, this video is getting a good reaction and there's more opportunity to earn more views. Even more specifically, watch time. So there we have it. We have to understand who our audience is. And in the very beginning, you have, well, at any point, you have the opportunity to define who that audience is. And the more granular you get, most likely, the more success you will have. Now, there has to be an audience out there. And I think sometimes people do get a little too narrow and that audience is so small without them being notified directly that you are available to serve them, it might be a problem. But if you really want to grow, you're going to have to expand that audience over time, especially if you have big goals down the road. And we all, as creators, mature and change who we are and have different interests. Society changes, technology changes, interests, fashion changes. So we have to consider that as we move forward with our, with our YouTube channel. But we have to be very focused in the beginning and don't do what I did. One of my biggest mistakes, and I know it, I knew it, I knew I was making the mistake at the time, and in some ways I'm making the same mistake again, but I have a little, I'm a little more under control with it, but that was truly just creating a whole bunch of different videos and realizing now that that data, despite the fact that I could look at the videos and see which ones were getting picked up, and there were. When I did those 100 videos in January, there are some videos in there that are getting lots of views to this day. However, each one of those videos is very blatantly obvious serving a different audience. So I would have to pick one of those, decide that audience, and build videos around that and not say take the two or three that worked and even sadder in terms of the situation for those videos none of the videos are topics or even audiences that I'm really trying to serve for example one of those videos is called what is scope creep now, I could certainly create a video for entrepreneurs about scope creep or even photographers for that matter on my other channel. But the thing is, most of the people, based on what I'm seeing, especially in search results and they let you know what people are looking for, most of those folks are project managers. And that's not my audience at all. Unless I wanted to serve project managers, which I could, but I can't say that I'm a major expert on that topic and nor do I want to be. So if I look at the other topics, yes, maybe there's some areas, but the majority of that audience isn't very well defined for those other videos, meaning there could be 
three or four audiences looking at those videos based on what I'm seeing and how they're finding them and what other videos they were looking at before they got to my channel, which is another helpful way to understand your audience and how you can serve them better and who they are. Because you can look at the videos that have led them to your channel. You say, how, how do you do that? Well, look in suggested videos. If you are getting suggested videos, meaning YouTube is suggesting your videos against other videos, so someone watches a video and sees the option to click on your video. And so they click on that video and watch your video. Well, what is that video they clicked from? What was that video about? Go watch it. Go see why they were looking at that video. Was it better than yours? Is there information? Was it focused on a specific audience? Would your audience be interested in that video? There are a lot of questions you can ask when you dig down into the data. What are the things that people like about my videos? Those little ripples, those little bumps within your video. Those are people going back and watching again and trying to get more clarity about what was happening or said in that video. You need to dig down and really understand your audience. There are many ways to go about it, but you do have to understand that audience and you do need to understand how to serve your audience. We'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubelog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.